welcome to I the Show, the po- podcast where we talk about anything and everything, any anything, anything and everything. Welcome to I the Show, I the Show. So, I am both disappointed in myself and a little sad. Sure, and I'll explain why. Are those different? <laughs> in this context, yeah, should be. Um, so. Uh, Sony does their monthly free games for PS plus essential now is what it's called. Sure. Um, the lowest tier of their plus program. And one of them uh, last month or something was, uh, Saint, the new saints row game. Oh, the, like the new, new one Yeah, from volition studios and well, volition owns saint row. Yeah. Yeah. So but it wasn't made by they, deep silver this time. Right, right, right. right. That's so, what it was. Um, And I'd always said, so there was a lot of review bombs and all this stuff about how shitty the game is. But I was like, you know what? If they're going to give it to me for free, I'll play it. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to buy it if it's going to be that bad. Well, I've been playing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm disappointed in myself because it's not bad. No, it's not. It's not good, but it's not bad. Well, the story and the, the characters, it's funny. It's really good satire. I'm laughing a lot. It's ridiculous. Like Saints Row. It's very different from the classic Saints Row game, so I can see why like hardcore fans would be pissed about it. But Well, Saints Row went really, really hard towards the end. Yeah. It's um, hard to top what they did. Yeah. But, but I'm sad because Volition went out of business because of this game. Yeah. Um, sad. But, but I'm disappointed in myself for like, Believing all of the reviews and the hype and stuff without actually playing it for myself. Because my opinion definitely was shaped by that. Um, but I was able to put us because again, I got it for free. So it is, over, it is easier to overlook those things when you get a game for free. But that being said, it's not bad. I was, I've been laughing and enjoying it. It's fun. It's a fun video game. Granted, I'm playing it after all the bugs have been fixed too. So I can see maybe at launch... Combined with the bullshit, oh, the bugs also. That's what but, happened to him. Um, <laughs> like it's literally like there's a lot of good millennial humor in it. I I played a little bit of it. I really enjoyed the whole LARP bit. That was pretty funny. Yeah, you get this like gu- fake gun and you're shooting. So it's the, a dark the, gun. The way around it was like everybody in the city plays this LARP game. So when you shoot them with the LARP gun, they fake die, and then you still get their money and ammo. Yeah. It's so funny, like a cool little retcon they did for it. It was. It was. The game is actually really nice. It's it's a really fun piece of of mission, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of them you can do. Of the LARPing. I like, I'm liking it. I just got, that was the, what I did before I shut it off yesterday was the first LARPing mission. Oh yeah. I, 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 I finished, it. I finished that whole thing because at the end of it, you get a really cool like sword oh, that that's you can awesome. use. That's awesome. It's still made out of cardboard, yeah. but it actually beats the hell out I, of people. I just, I couldn't get over like every. he's like, everyone in the city plays it. You shoot them and they're going to fake their death. <laughs> they, it's and it's so true. Funny. And if you do your finisher, that usually is a pretty gruesome death. Um, it, like you fake punch them and stuff. It's so funny, dude. Hmm. And they just play dead. <laughs> that is true. Like you're fighting enemy hardcore gang members, murderers, and you're fake fighting them. They'll still just fake death. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good touch. Um, and like, there's some really good millennial satire, like how they're struggling to pay the rent. So you're going to start a criminal organization, organization just to just to pay your fucking rent. So you because there's like five people crammed in an apartment. Yeah, and they all work for different <laughs> gangs. Yeah, 
<laughs> and like the main character it's was like good. working for like the like the uh the the mercenary group. Yeah. Like that that what is it called? I can't remember. Marshall. The Marshall. Marshall uh yeah. yeah. And then well there's this scene where um you fuck up really bad and get fired from Marshall. Yeah, and like, right at the beginning. No, it's not really a spoiler thing, but um, like, because nobody's gonna play this game. Um, but like, you get all depressed, and like, they're making fun of quick time events. So you're laying in bed depressed, and it's like hold or mash X to get up, and instead you roll over. <laughs> and go, I don't want to. Yeah, it. And then you actually, fall on the floor. There's there's a lot of like there's a lot of it where it's just like it's Tuesday and you're eating pie for dinner. Yeah. Like it, it, it really did encapsulate a lot of the millennial yeah. experience. You're all depressed trying to make a waffle and it yeah. won't, won't work. And it just flies on the floor and you go, yeah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. Wasn't, and then the waffle's still there the whole time. I'm trying to remember there was a, there was a mission where like you're sitting on the couch and then you get high and I then you remember, that. like, there's a mission that's supposed to happen. Oh, yeah. And you, like, run out of the house trying to get to the mission on yeah. time, and you're stoned. Well, like, <laughs> uh, the, in the mission I was talking about with the waffle, yeah. you're all depressed, and then, like, some shit goes down, and you have to go save one of your buddies. Yeah, from yeah. A different gang. Yeah. And then, like, you're, the whole time you're just in your pajamas still. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really ridiculous kind of game. And it does, yeah. I think it does capture some of the spirit of Saints Row, yeah. but it doesn't, um, like... I think the people that were complaining about the wokeness of the game should have played it first because it's a satire on it a little bit. Oh too. yeah. It is an absolute They're making satire. fun of all of the millennial culture. Yeah. In this it's game. and I'm I'm digging it, dude. I'm so sad. I'm disappointed in myself for giving into that. To giving into that before I ever played it. So yeah. um it was just always funny. Try, always try things before you like completely shit on yeah. something. Well that Unless brings it's me, Overwatch. That brings me to what you were saying. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there's legit reasons for certain games to get criticism. But like that brings me to what you were talking about a little bit earlier about how the age of hype is dead. Oh yeah. Like it like Starfield was supposed to be this game of the year ultimate experience and it's just another what is the word? They shot for, for the now? moon, pun intended. It's it's the next micro Bethesda Obsidia Acta Blizz Corporation game. Yeah. It does. Though. It does. Well, it has. That also, feeling. they had the unfortunate uh, circumstance of competing with Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Oh my God! Which is an absolute smoke show, too. They it shoved is so their, pretty. They shoved their game in the worst possible time because at the same time, Baldur's Gate, amazing game, from what I heard. At the very same time, CD Projekt Red released the DLC for Cyberpunk called Phantom yeah. Liberty. <laughs> As well as a, an entire like eighty gigabyte update that fixed every single problem with that everybody had with the game on launch. Yeah. This is when the game was supposed to come out. Yeah, but they fucked everybody over and said we were releasing it two years early and it's broken. But they fixed it. It's an amazing fucking game now, and the, the DLC is getting madly good reviews for just great storytelling, great acting, everything amazing about it. And then you have Baldur's Gate. Apparently, is going to probably win a lot of good rewards. So. Yeah, good job, Bethesda. You, you really <laughs> nailed it on that release time. You should have waited a little bit longer, even though the, you'd already pushed it back two years. <laughs> and it's yeah. still broken mess. So, yeah, it's still clap for I, I just, yeah. Starfield. Um, Here's the thing. Starfield will be fine as soon as the community fixes it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Much like every other every, Bethesda Every game. other Bethesda game is just like, yeah. look, give us the bones of the game Charge us twenty bucks and then just let and the we'll fans make. We'll yeah. we'll make your game playable. It's already you. happening too. <laughs> yeah, which 
the first thing is an optimization patch, and the second thing is nudes. Like that's that's the order of things that go. Yeah. You have to optimize it so you can put nudity back in the game well, the way <laughs> there, it's supposed to be. There was somebody bitching about that. I was watching on TikTok. They're like, "Come on, no. you can't even wear skimpy outfits in space." Yeah, no. In a space. No, I'm waiting for like, the Buck Rogers mod where you just run around yelling one-liners from like the 1930s, <laughs> and you just have a bubble yeah. helmet and just a ray pistol. Back back to um, Saints Row, yeah. where you can literally run around completely naked. They do force you to censor the butt and the and the genitals, but yeah. like you could just walk around with giant Which, tits out again. For no is, reason. Is not the same as like Baldur's Gate, which has the opposite approach because D&D, <laughs> D&D players are fucking gremlins. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. I love it. I still find it hilarious how a lot of streamers are finding out where, you know, it's just like, like, oh, the game has nudity. Hey, there's a remove clothes option in character creation. Click. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Demonetize. Demonetize. Demonetize mode. The, demonetize mode. The playthrough of Starfield I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, actually displayed many of the broken parts of Starfield. Yeah. Because the guy I watch, he's so a loot a goblin. Game. Yeah. So the guy I watch is a total loot goblin. And that is not a loot goblin friendly game, even though there's more loot everywhere that's but completely useless, just like Fallout. It, it's, a, it's a Bethesda game. I know, like, but it's, it's just hilarious. It's a, it's a Bethesda open well, world it, game. That's what I don't like about Bethesda games is like, because I'm a loot goblin too, there's so much useless trash everywhere that you can pick up and put in your inventory. But then you're completely over encumbered most of the game trying to sort out your goddamn inventory. 90% First mod of your everybody time creates playing. is like infinite inventory space. Yeah, exactly. Why? Because I want to carry the world on my shoulders. Bethesda I need, is I need all of the regions for alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you That's doing? That's why I can't play The Witcher. I've said it before. Because I pick up everything. I go out of. I'm spending hours just picking up all the little flowers around me because they're on the fucking mini map. Uh, you would not do well in the first Witcher game. <laughs> no, I. It is hard. I can't. I. This is why I cannot play The Witcher. I've tried literally three times now. The Witcher three, and I can't. I. I spend most of my time in inventory management, and that's not very immersive to me. I can't do. It pisses me off. And then, not to mention, like I hate games with breakable weapons for that same reason. <sighs> oh yeah, that weapon. I also hate games where there's millions of weapons everywhere to pick up. But then you can also customize and upgrade certain weapons. Well, the thing for for the third Witcher game, it's that there's millions of weapons everywhere. Ninety nine point nine percent of them are garbage. Yeah, but I I still put them in my inventory, and they massively over encumber me. And but each you also can get like weapons that gradually get better, like in chests and certain fights, right? Yeah, yeah you yeah. reward weapons, right? And then upgrade them. So it's like then it disincentivizes getting the better weapons because it's like this shitty sword I got. Hours earlier um, is still better than this reward that I worked really hard for. I don't like that system in games either. I Borderlands has, has um, had a problem with that too. The, teen, the Tiny Tina's Wonderland game specifically. Um, it That one had uh, some inventory problems. Well, that's, that's Gearbox in general, yeah. which apparently is what, who owns the Saints Row property now. Really? They, they, so I when oh, you brought no. it up, so here's when you brought it up. I was like, oh well, that sounds interesting. What happened to Volition and mm. Deep Silver? So at one point, uh, Deep Silver was the publishing arm, and then Volition was like the development arm. Okay, and then they became an LLC, which was formerly Parallax. Mm. Yeah, um, and Volition Inc. And so I was like, well, let's see what happened. And oh god, and then I just start like looking down, like, oh no. 
It's like, oh, the Saints Row, where everything was like doing well. Okay, cool. And then Gearbox owns it now. So the Saints Row reboot. So the last entry on Wikipedia, because you can follow along. Uh, by August of 2019, <laughs> Volition was deep in development on a new installment in the Saints Row franchise, which later revealed to be a reboot. Yeah. Um, at the time, they had like X number, and by March of 2021, they had X number of employees. Uh, so it was basically the reboot was met with mixed and polarized responses from fans because it was not the same. Yep. Um, like, it's fair, though. Uh, and then Embracer announced that it would transfer Volition uh, from Deep Silver to Gearbox, which acquired it in 2021 oh. to leverage its resources and expertise, of marking course. the first time that the Embracer group had transferred a studio between two of its operative groups. Okay. So in June of 2023, Volition's parent company, Embracer, following the collapse of a multi-billion dollar deal, announced wide-ranging plans to restructure the company that included studio closures and staff layoffs. Oh, okay. So Volition was shut down on August 31st oh. of this year. So what you're saying is Gearbox um, is gearing up to be purchased by Microsoft, too. Oh, yeah. No, for real. <laughs> um, as part of Embracer's restructuring, Embracer is moving uh, the company's IP, which includes Red Faction and Saints Row, over oh, yeah. to another subsidiary. I forgot about Red Faction. That I, game was uh, awesome. Called Playleon? Okay. P-L-A-I-O-N. I feel like I got lost. What does Green Lantern have to do with this? Uh, to talk about Green Lantern. I mean, which Green Lantern are we talking about? The Ryan Reynolds there's, one that we not there's the parallax. There's oh. the parallax was a character. Oh, know, okay. Right? Now so, I get what you're. I was okay, just, yeah, yeah. I was um, like, why does that good. name Under? sound? Yeah, familiar. parallax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why so, does my brain tell me that there's two Green Lanterns movies? There is. Is there? Maybe a, no Green Hornet's what you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like. No, Which Green, actually wasn't Green Lantern, bad. Green Lantern bombed horribly. Seth Rogen's Green Hornet was pretty fucking funny. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Day. Before he, I don't know what happened to Seth Rogen. He made some really good comedies, and then shit. He's voice acting. He's good at voice acting. He's voice acting in a lot of shit. I miss his comedies though. That was a whole like era of comedy movies. Oh yeah, post Tropic Thunder. But I, I think that's kind of why we're we're waiting it out. So yeah, there's a new company that owns the properties. Okay, uh, which is that's normal in the video game industry because yeah, like they have. I don't think it's millions a video game of dollars company. in equipment. You got to do something with that to liquidate it. So so again, down the wiki hole we go. Uh, so this new okay uh, that hmm. while you're looking at that Red Faction, I need to bring that up. Red Faction Two for the PS2 was way ahead of its time, so you could shoot through the wall. With your guns, and literally, like, yeah, that was there's actually speed runs where you just literally tunnel through the wall to the end of the level. That's very true. And I used to do that on the demo. It was so fun. So, <laughs> Palion was formerly known as Coke Media. What? Coca Cola? No, K O like, like, C H. Oh, like Coke, Coke, like the Coke Brothers. brothers. What? Which. Like KSP? It redirects here for the American defunct entertainment company. There's also Coke Entertainment. So there's Coke Entertainment actually, and yeah. Coke Media, I which I think are two separate games. companies. So it's a German-Austria media company in yeah. Austria. It's at its subsidiary. It all ties of, back to the Nazis. Project Paperclip. Uh, the operation was founded in blah, blah, blah. And basically, they're, they develop Warhorse Studios. Hmm. Uh, which produced Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah. 
and Milestone, which made a motorcycle racing game called Screamer. Never heard of it. Uh, but they, the Embracer Group is what used to be THQ Nordic. Oh, they made some bangers back in the day. By yeah, the way. Nordic, like THQ Nordic made hella bangers back in the day. Y'all ever play, uh, speaking of THQ, do y'all ever play the James Bond Tomorrow Never Dies game on PS1? No. Not impressive by any means today's standards, but back then, (laughs) so fun. Was that movie the one with Sean Bean in it, or was that a different one? No. I don't was it? Tomorrow Never Dies? Maybe that was Goldeneye. Okay, that's the one I was thinking. You're thinking of of Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. That was also a banger, dude, that movie. (laughs) That was the best James Bond movie, hands down. Because it was almost a satire of it, itself. It kind of was because it was like the beginning of the... The, shot, the Pierce Brosnan... Yeah, it was... But it was like the end of the campiness in the films. Yeah, it was when it started to take itself seriously, but also satirize the genre. A little bit of it. Like, there was still a little bit of the old stuff in it. Yeah, because it had already jumped the shark. Oh, yeah, no. They brought Sean Connery back after... <laughs> uh, Although... What, what Was it Never Say Die? Or, like I don't know the... The older ones are so hard to watch. <laughs> oh, the older ones are so campy. I consider James Bond to be Goldeneye through the new Spectre, whatever the new one's called. I can't remember. Uh, tomorrow, never Skyfall? tomorrow's. No, not Skyfall. Skyfall's in there, but yeah. I don't remember what the fuck the new one is. That one was also really good. I haven't honestly. Rami I, Malek as the villain. I saw. I think I saw Casino Royale, and that was when I stopped. <sighs> Because I just well, that's because that's when they started making it a series, like with a cohesive storyline. Yeah, so, which is weird. Well, but Daniel the, Craig is amazing as James Bond. So here's something I do want to bring up: um, like the original Sean Connery ones from like the 50s and 60s, <laughs> so cheesy. Do actually have a through line like that? They, they do. Kind they had of. an they're, overall they're, villain and organization that they were yeah, fighting. They're against. anthological as within. The and, context of like there is an overarching, and there are things universe. that happen in the movies that are basically related yeah. to previous movies. Like Bond gets Roughly. married and like his wife gets killed. Yeah, and but he has to live with. But that. it's also still like anthological in the sense of like it's a new adventure every time with new villains. That, but yeah, there's like the, there is tied together. There, there it's was the some, Marvel universe of its time. It kind of was in a way. Um, like the post Sean Connery ones when they started doing Roger Moore, Roger Moore, that one guy in the seventies nobody remembers his uh, name, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, thank you. It's no, there's a there's a third Bond that did, only did two movies. Yeah, and that's I can't the one I cannot name. remember his name. Anyway, um, because his movies aren't very good. Yeah, no. but like <laughs> the Roger Moore movies were hilarious. Didn't he do the original Casino Royale, which wasn't necessarily? It, no. Uh, it was a Bond movie, but it wasn't a Bond movie. Dr. No has a lot of Casino Royale elements to it. Yeah, because Casino Royale was like a separate thing, but it was also a Bond movie. It was a weird thing, yeah, it, like an amalgamation. It, it's kind of how they, they did the novels. But then they did the Daniel weird. Craig Casino Royale, which was 100% Bond and everything. And But it was restarting the whole, let's make this a more cohesive series and get yeah. rid of the anthology yeah. aspect of it, which is what was so good about the sh- the like the Pierce Brosnan ones. Yeah. Because they didn't give a fuck about continuity in those. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> it was so 90s, early 2000s, like over-the-top action, Halle Berry fucking kind of shit. It was great. I love those. But then, like, I do love the Daniel Craig ones. They're fucking cool. It was really what it was. It, it was always the villains were always exceedingly over-the-top. They're supposed to be. And it was when they started doing that's- the... 
humanization of them, yeah. which is something that started to happen, which was basically, right. that, that was all for millennial audiences. The humanization, sure. humanization of villains has been like this big thing where it's like villains need to be complex characters. And I'm like, yeah. no, I honestly think that if you brought like a Cobra commander to the table, that is just there to just be straight, just evil, great evil. My goal is to just be evil and <laughs> we're going to steal the Statue of Liberty. Like that's what Dr. Evil is a satire of. Yeah. Like that is the kind of thing I think millennials really like because <laughs> like we're going to put a we laser don't on the have moon. to put thought into it yeah. because we're working too yeah. hard. Right. We're going to nuke the moon. Yeah. <laughs> like they literal, like over the top bond villain it, evil. Yeah. Yeah. Just Jeff Bezos style. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a new South Park special coming out too. Which, oh yeah, <laughs> telling Scott about which, that. Last which replaces night. all of the generic white characters with, with woke female characters. Not of color. Just not woke female, just straight up like the um, and the only one they first requirement. Yeah, like and the only one they keep is Kyle because he's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> but they replace Cartman and Kenny. Yeah, and Stan. Cartman's like a black lady. Yeah, with. A sassy black lady. Yeah, I, I want to see it. it minorities, like with yeah. female minorities, it looks hilarious. so that they can have like their diversity quotient met or something. Um, I'm glad we're finally past COVID um, media stuff. Yeah, we're going back into like let's poke fun at a, a bunch of interesting. Well, stuff. I like that they they tried to do like global warming and they actually came back and apologized. Like, hey, we made fun <laughs> yeah. of this. We're sorry we did. This is real. It was funny though. Um, I do like that they bought Casa Bonita and yeah. they drove themselves so deep into debt to get it fixed. Yeah. And they ran into so many cost overlay runs and they're just like, bet it and the fact there were 4,000 dead pigeons on the roof, like, <laughs> like no one had ever gone up there to take care of the dead birds. Oh my God. So there was just like a that layer of dead birds on top gross. of the building Ugh. and it had like 30 years of deferred maintenance. Oh, geez. That they had to bring up to code before they could Shit. even open. Sad Gordon Ramsay sounds. Oh, man. Here. But then they bought, brought in no, like no, executive Gordon Ramsay wouldn't be sad because they weren't actually running it. That's yeah. true. <laughs> no, just, That's when you get pissed. It's just the they, way people are running in that stuff. Like that whole document. <laughs> they, they have a documentary series actually about them renovating Casa Bonita. Oh, I got to see that. I didn't see and that. like they did it during their concerts. Like they would bring live updates. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of woke stuff, I am interested to see where Bond goes um, to bring it back to that because they're going woke and hiring a some kind of a diverse female to be Bond. Okay. Which I guess kind of how they ended the new Bond film, not going to spoil it, but it, there needs to be a new Bond now. So uh, I guess the 007 position as a job can be filled by anyone technically. Well, they, they cover um, that in the Daniel Craig, in the first Daniel Craig movie. Yeah. About how it's it's a title more exactly. Than it's not like there's only one. It's yeah. a, it's it's a ranking. Yeah, within well, there's six in the movie. Ideally, the, there are nine of them. Yeah, one so, through nine. I'm I'm just curious how they're going to move forward because they're going to lose <laughs> a lot of their fan base of boomers. So it's anti-boomer bond now. Yeah, but here's the thing, um, which I don't have a problem with. Nobody cares about them anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's actually the reason why boomers are throwing so many tantrums is because they're no longer <laughs> relevant. Nobody cares about so, them anymore. They've had their they're, time. They're, they've they're They may have money, but no one cares to get their money because they're going to be dead soon. Yeah. I do. I do have a uh, idea about where, where James Bond can go. 
they need to make a James Bond movie where they bring back all of the uh, all of the James Bond actors to <laughs> to, pl- to play in it. But because Sean Connery is dead, we need to replace him with Sean Bean, who dies in the movie. <laughs> yeah. They could just AI Sean Connery, and he never signed oh, the yeah. contract. Yeah, no, he died way before yeah, that. He never signed the contract saying he couldn't. they couldn't use his likeness. So all, then also bring Sean Bean. I, wonder, I feel like you guys missed the joke. I no, did. I, I get it. It's, it's actually pretty funny. Sean Bean dies in everything. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. And so okay. he'd be playing right. not, Sean Connery's character. Sean, that fucking rocks. You know what? I love that. Somebody put just a Sean Bean movie where he's the final girl. <laughs> I'd really like to see that, but like it's just him avoiding death the entire movie, <laughs> and then by the end of it, he still dies. Yeah, but it's it's something like well, he could do one of those movies where like. The time loop movie where you die, but then you start the day over. Oh, that, that would, would be great. Be great. Give, him, give him the Groundhog's Day yeah, treatment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Because then he could play like a And we just call it Sean Bean dies in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they thought of that? Probably because they have. They probably have. There's, probably, the a, there's probably a script sitting somewhere yeah, already written. They probably already filmed written it and made the by movie. Sean Bean. Edge of Tomorrow too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should recap. They should re- now like, edgier, yeah. edge of tomorrow, <laughs> edgier of tomorrow, edgier of tomorrow, <laughs> edgier of the day after That's tomorrow. Hey Hollywood, no, you can edge, really edges of tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood needs us, you guys. Come up with the best shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that uh, writers' strike? Hey, they won. Yeah, Woo. I just I didn't see it coming. No, I oh, did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they won, and then I guess all the people that work on Daredevil, they went to go back, and it's like, oh yeah, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So oh, yeah, but that's that's because what was the compromises? Um, I, I'm not. No, familiar. they got everything. Oh. They got everything. So they're not gonna let them damn AI take over. No, they got everything they requested. Well, good. Ooh. We can get back to regularly scheduling programming. No, because huh? the actors are still on strike. God damn it, you guys. The actors Come on. strike because of it. Get, That's why a lot of the, the, the late night shows came back. I want the rookie again. But the actors are still on strike. Yeah. Well, I'm glad um, that the writers are getting what they want. Yeah, they so a lot of what, what it was is like if you work no matter what you work on, you get paid as if you were working on television. Yeah. So if you do streaming yes. or That's good. Doesn't matter if you're doing like streaming content or a limited series, uh, you get paid as if you were a television writer you get royalties now oh cool so That's what you're good. saying is netflix's price is going to go up again oh obviously God but it's it. not because they have all that content already they don't need the writers right now that was a big part of all of this was that they they didn't they have shit to film yeah the problem is, is now they don't have the actors can you imagine need. their backlog right now <laughs> well that was what so apparently like internal documents from like disney have been released they had no fucking plan for Disney Plus. No, they didn't. And the shows. You can tell. It was literally, we're going to throw everything at the wall. <laughs> that's and what Netflix what, did. And what <laughs> sticks we keep making. Yeah. That's literally that's, what Netflix did. That's what CNN did, and then it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> and Well, that, CNN the would reason be entertaining. Why, they might the reason why the Daredevil staff all got shit canned was because they're bringing in an actual show running team writers uh, like an entire oh, like production okay. facility that's going to be dedicated to media production <clears throat> that runs it like a uh, fucking TV show instead of hey have, lol's funny we made six episodes yeah. and no, we're never going to make any more of this did you see the newest season of black mirror yet no 
Well, the uh, first episode of it, and I will spoil this because fucking it's on topic and fuck you guys. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's about um, like the fictional version of Netflix. Sure. In, in, within it, which is ironic because Black Mirror is a Netflix original. Yeah. But um, they are literally like they take the likeness of all of its users that watch the Netflix and they use AI to make a show out of their daily lives. So they're spying on everybody and then everybody's daily life becomes a show on the fictional Netflix. Huh. Using AI actors. So like they do this whole like layers of a quantum computer, like a quantum computer does this all. Mm-hmm. So like they, they, they use the whole layers of reality motif with it too. So like the actors find out that they're doing this and they get pissed and then there, it turns out that they're actually an AI version of the actor, and it goes deeper and deeper. It's so fucking good. So, Black Mirror like kind of outdid I themselves. So I haven't what? watched the last episode of Hulu Rama. Oh yeah. Um, there is an episode about how do we know that this is in a simulation? Mm. And Son of a it gets really weird because the simulations start creating the simulation. Oh no. And then they're observing them as they're doing it. And they're like, oh, shit, how do we know we're not a simulation? Yeah. Well, there's no well, way to really prove that. Know. And they're yeah. like, well, what if we induced a magnetic collapse of a s- magnetic supernova? Oh, God. The processing power wouldn't be able to handle that. Classic Futurama. <laughs> and so the professor's like, oh, shit, they're going to find out they're a simulation because my computer can't handle that right now. What do you think about the simulated reality theory? It's fine. Um, it does not matter. What they covered in the episode was it does not matter. You are real to the people around you. Well, yeah, it does I mean, not matter if you are true. simulated or not. We're still that here is, experiencing reality. That, that's basically exactly where I come from. It's like I have. There's nothing I can do to confirm or deny that we are in a reality. I just need so we are in be, a reality. Or, yes, but simulated. Sorry, yeah. simulated like or some kind or of a not quantum so basically generated. Like, this is yeah, reality it, for us. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, how do you, how can you prove you're not in a brain in that? Well, I can't. I just, I, I don't, care. I work with the sense, with the senses that I have. Yeah. True. It doesn't matter. <laughs> isn't it the Rent whole Plato? And hunger is still a real pain you feel. So yeah. Yeah. isn't it the whole Plato's cave? You still cave feel thing? cold. You still feel pain. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Isn't it Plato's cave? You, you see the shadows on the wall of Walmart? Something like that. The, uh, and then it just, the more you so find out. So one of my, one of my favorites, uh, I think one of my favorites is that, you know how in like FPSs, when you get knocked down, uh, yeah. you go to a third person camera. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like a kill cam. Yeah. yeah. You get the kill cam, right? But you're, you're waiting to be revived. Yeah. When you hear people talk about out of body experiences when they're dead, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just, they're at a third person perspective looking down at their body because that's the kill cam perspective. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, are they going to get to me to revive me in time? But the timer's always random for different people because that makes the game more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And then it makes me realize, like, oh, shit, man, is my player doing okay? Like, (laughs) because when you sleep is when he logs off, and maybe that's why I've been having all these, maybe some players don't sleep as much, which is why people have insomnia, because their player just doesn't let them do it. You can't go to sleep because there's enemies around. No, it's because you're logged in. Yeah. No fast travel while enemy yeah. while in combat. Yeah, it's. I mean, it could. You know, it could I be. really do wish the game had a better fast travel system, but you know, game of life. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking, you know, more of you know the Sims game. You know, oh, each yeah. of us are you know little Sims, and then sometimes our players get sadistic. <laughs> oh yeah, <I> know. <laughs> that's how it feels now. And then 
uh, oh God, my dad used to talk about like when he would drive to work and then like he would just zone out and then be at work. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, they didn't have, have you ever just zoned? Podcasts. Like whenever you just zone out, that's fast travel. That's a load is. screen. Yeah. That's a loading. Screen that's a load sure. screen, man. It's, like maybe Mitch McConnell does have a poor connection. Like maybe that's <laughs> literally what's happening to him. The guys, <laughs> he moved and they didn't have gigabyte. Uh, yeah, he, his player moved and he, they they don't have gig. gig yeah, they don't have yet. the they don't have the proper. Like, <laughs> there was just a yeah. buffer connection or sunspots Son or something, yeah. <laughs> and he just buffered too long. Oh, I love it. It's like. I don't know. I made it to level 39 so far, which means I get mounts next level. Well, it's it brings me sweet. to that, that TikTok <laughs> you showed us pre-recording, and it was like, life is kind of a comedy, right? Oh, my God. Life is... Lately. It, it seemed well, that we way. Well, we talked about how we're getting comedy. sick of like living through historical events, yeah. and we talked about how like people born in like 1915 had to deal with the same kind of shit, where mm. they were born into a global conflict. Yeah. And... They had to live under it. They had to deal with a world collapse in a depression. The Titanic. A plague. The Titanic caused all of this. The Spanish flu. This all started after the Titanic sank. (laughs) All of it. If you think about it. You got to remember, though, that also in like (laughs) the late 1890s, like we had like steam travel and the beginnings of of like of cars, bro. And airships, and they said we cannot fathom how advanced the airships will be. No, they could not by by the year two thousand. And oh. three years later, you know, you had the Wright Flyer. I was gonna say, and we went very quickly from the first gliding flight to dropping nuclear bombs on Japan. So yeah, yeah we did that in very like, in two generations. Yeah. I will point out, I don't think it was the sinking of the Titanic. I think it was the creation of Mormonism. <laughs> that could have been it. That's because it, yeah. because That's after a, Mormonism, then it was the Civil oh, War. <laughs> immediately. After. And then, then, then it was the Titanic. Son of a it, bitch. Everything has been going downhill since Mormonism. It has, really. It really has. <laughs> just, in, at least in recorded history, yeah. <laughs> recorded history has been just a fucking shit show yeah. for the last... 150 years. Can we can we create a revisionist history which is just the good stuff? Cut out all of the negative stuff? See, that's the thing, though, is that is a slippery slope because what's the good stuff? That's objective. You can't do that. You have to uh, present know, the good with we, the bad. But that's philosophy and morality. And I think one of my favorite things that I saw can't, can't was ourselves down someone made that. a joke about uh, like he's standing in a quad and this dude like jumps out of a portal. He's like, <laughs> oh, it's okay. I made it back from the 40s and I got that bastard. <laughs> He's like, who? Hans Sprechter. You're not going to believe this, but this guy killed like 500 Jews. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, oh. Oh, bro. Oh, oh no. I, I hate to tell you this. Yeah. He's like, what? What what happened? And he like brings up. He's like, what? Adolf Hitler. Oh, my God. Six million? <laughs> what have I done? That's and the, so that's, that's the underestimation, that's, by the way. Yeah, like you, you have that you have that whole thing where, yeah, no, you don't go back to kill Hitler because you don't know if the next guy wins. Yeah, like who steps into the power vacuum? Because oh, no. that's uh, true. Yeah, like that's actually a that's actually one of the better DC timelines, where like the Justice League goes back to World War II and they fight Vandal Savage because he put Hitler on ice. Yeah. Well, wasn't there a Love, Death, Robots episode about that? Uh, the Many Deaths of Adolf Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah, that was that was very but funny. That really made you think. About how 
many different times he died and how just how horrible. small small ways of changing little yeah. events can lead you to where you are also that that Ashton Kutcher movie the butterfly effect oh yeah that was a that was a banger that was a tearjerker holy uh, crap life is yeah. that one you know what no wonder millennials have so much trauma yeah they we made some real freaking we are, shit we are highly time. influenced by The Matrix, which is why we believe everything to be a simulation. That's true. That was a good movie, though. We won't go too... We've, we've talked I mean, about how, The Matrix ad nauseum now. I mean, yeah, we got to see The Matrix, and we grew up with The Sims games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now... <laughs> I've abused many Sims. And now we're, now we're getting to Unreal 5, where it's almost oh. indistinguishable from reality. Yeah. And we are living with deep fakes well, around us, and I'm like, yeah, no, we are The Sims. We are about to give AI the power... To procedurally generate within hyper-realistic graphic worlds, as well as throw chatbots into the NPCs. Yeah. Uh, shit's going to get lit, guys. So, I'm yeah, fine with it being in video games, but the problem is, is that it's going to affect reality. That's the problem. Or the current reality yeah. that we are in. Well, I'm just saying. This that we have to earn money in. This might be the caterpillar to the next layer of the simulation for us to go into because we all want full dive technology like in like in Sword Art Online. I mean, we all want to be in a simulation. I mean, right? Don't World we? Of Warcraft would be pretty cuz cool. we don't want to go to work. What was that? Has World of Warcraft would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, it's owned by Microsoft now, so So Duncan Trussell on his podcast, he he got really hooked on Diablo 4 for a while. Mm. And he was like he was like, I think I just want like a sim, like a pod you can go in and you press this button anytime you want. You just get basically heroin straight to your brain. He's like, oh, wait, Diablo is like the digital version of that. Isn't that total recall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Oh. But like he's like basically saying like they're making these video games that are that are literally just like a, a full on hard line into your fucking dopamine system. Oh, yeah. No, they have digital well, one. They drugs. have 50 years worth of data. Yeah, that shows this. It's a digital drug now. Because that was, I mean, I was telling you about how, so I got my son a Switch, which I've, I think I've mentioned ad nauseum. A Nintendo a, Switch, by the a way. A Nintendo Switch. Um, Nintendo's online feature for like 50 bucks a year will give you access to like NES games, Game Boy games, Super Nintendo, N64, a couple of Sega games actually, which was weird, yeah. and the Game Boy Advance. Licensing stuff. And Sega's sitting over there with their their fucking my their slot machine or their pachinko money going. Yeah, <laughs> console war. <laughs> yeah, we're done with that. We're just cashing checks now. Let <laughs> Nintendo fight it out. Yeah. Um, and the weirdest thing about all of it is that Mario Three was on there. Mario Three came out in like eighty nine. It is a wonderful game. Almost what thirty five year old game. And Ouch. I set my wife. Yeah, I set my wife. Nineteen ninety, bro. That hurts. Yeah, <laughs> my my wife. Uh, I set her up on the couch. I'm like, yeah, you can play Mario three now. And then she didn't sleep <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. not only not only uh, does it have because it's a modern system and it's a fucking emulator. There's a save state system in it. Yes, where you can just stop whenever you want. Yes, and save it. There is a rewind feature. Where you can just yep. hold two buttons down, go back ten seconds, and unfuck yourself. So that that brings up a TikTok I watched recently, really quick. Yeah, <laughs> it was this guy. He's like, 
He's like, you think games nowadays are hard. Elden Ring ain't shit. That teaches you, like, patience and, like, repetition and practice, blah, 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 blah. He's like, you want fucking hard. You go back and play The Lion King and Battles Mario. Man. Oh, my God. Like, that so was, I saw, that's a form I of torture. I, I saw it. I saw I saw the Zoomer playing Lion King. Yeah. And they're on the second level. I recognize it. They're jumping on the fucking giraffes, right? <laughs> and they fall. And then, like, they get the death screen. Game over. And it says game over. And she's like, what is game over? What the fuck? And then, like, she pauses. like, And then it's the title screen. She's like, what? And then she goes, she's like, I have to start over? Yeah. Yeah. It's and I'm like, bro, you torture. don't even fucking know. <laughs> That's the struggle. King put the quarter back in the, Put yeah. the quarter back in the like, machine, Oh, bitch. so sad. You have to go back to your quick save five minutes ago? Oh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, no. Back then, they didn't give no, a fuck there, about you. There was no quick save. <laughs> there was no... There, there might have been... Like, that's why modern games aren't dicks to you anymore. Yeah. Is because of shit like that. <laughs> like, you want to play a game? Battletoads. Yeah. Battletoads, you got on that bike, and that was the end of the game for everybody. I don't mm-hmm. know anybody who ever saw the ice zone. There's an ice zone after that. That is damn near impossible to play. I watched someone on stream glitch the game so they had infinite lives. One, they were also drinking as they died, which <laughs> progressed oh God. horribly. Oh, no. Um, they get past that, and then chat explodes like, there's a level after this? Because <laughs> no one in chat had ever seen what comes after that. Yeah, for oh real, though, God. dude. Straight up. Because nobody could beat the fucking bikes. Because it was a fucking arcade title. It was uh. designed to rob you of your money. Oh, yeah. Arcade, oh, like, arcade See, ports they, were designed to rob you of your fucking the, money. The house always wins. Yeah. yeah. So Zoomers not, don't realize that microtransactions aren't a new thing. No. Microtransactions are not new. They're just digital they just, now. <laughs> they're just, they're worse. They're just hooked to your credit card now instead of pockets full of quarters. Yeah, it, it's so, so bad. I actually, that, that actually just reminded me of a game that me and, uh, me and my friends played in childhood. It was um, Ground Control. Because so, yeah, so Ground. What is that game? It's a real-time strategy game. Oh, okay. You, you know, control uh battalions of like mm-hmm. it's it takes place in, uh, on another planet uh, nice. so base but basically like it's a very it's a very long campaign and none of us ever like ever actually beat it yeah <laughs> until more recently i bought the game you know and just like oh yeah i'm enjoying this again i beat the campaign and there's another campaign and i'm just like <laughs> What? what? There, there's another campaign. <laughs> I immediately message my friends like, guys, there's another campaign, and they're both like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's kind of oh, like God, so, um, like I didn't know for the longest time that if you beat the original like Legend of Zelda, there's there's a new game plus version of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that for a long time. See, they were really smart. I think every Zelda game does that because even Ocarina of Time, when you beat it, it has this ending that loops back to the beginning of the game. And yeah, make, it make then then playing the game makes sense. You're like, oh, that's why it, that I even exist in this realm. So, but literally, it it moves the location like it doesn't change anything on the map. But like what the dungeon is is like, oh, this was dungeon one. Now it's dungeon seven. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you don't have the shit you need. Yeah, didn't like, Final Fantasy kind of start all that? Maybe a little uh, bit. Maybe. The original, uh, original Final Fantasy. I remember, so... Uh, I'm, I'm remembering Metal Gear Solid. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... That's another yeah, one I, that does that. I, 
So that's like one of the few games I actually beat. And I beat that thing so many times as a kid because I found out that it's like, yeah, you play through it once. And, you know, depending on, you know, who you save, you get an item from them mm-hmm. and you carry that into the next game. Yeah. If you restart that save file also, and then you, you know, the most then you broken can save. one was Otacon's fucking shadow cloak ability. That, that was pretty sweet. And then you get oh. like one thing where it's, then you get another thing where it's infinite ammo. Yeah. And oh, if you yeah. beat it again with both of those and start again, you don't have, it actually changes some of the skins so that oh. you don't have your sneaking suit. You are wearing a tux. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. Yeah. Kojima is a fucking genius. Kojima is, if, okay, if Christopher Nolan did DMT. Yeah. You, you have Kojima. Yeah. Kojima is an amazing, like, game designer. He's a very creative mind. Then, because uh, he, he fucks with the way, like, the way you interact with the game. Yeah. Physically. <laughs> yeah, That's he, the thing. It's like, how does Otacon know where you are? Because it's reading the controller inputs. If you put it in player two, though, he doesn't know where you are. Oh, yep. uh, Psychomantis. Psychomantis. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That was so revolutionary at the time. That's oh why that God. game will go down in there, history. There's one, actually, where if you have a memory card in it, yeah. it will fuck you. But he's, but if you pull the memory card out, you're fine. Can we be real? I can't though? remember which oh, fight that was. Can, can we be it'll real? Read your save data. About Kojima, one thing... He he is an asshole. There, I don't remember oh, that for like the elevator fight, in three. But he will. Yeah, he, he'll rem- he'll read through. Like yeah, he'll. Re- so I don't remember the memory card. You know, f- making a difference in the fight, but it does make a difference in the dialogue. Yeah, and he'll actually like reference oh, yeah. if you have a, like other games in your save fi- on that memory card, mm-hmm. like certain games, they'll actually reference those games. Which yeah, is just like, that's right, bro. Like <laughs> it's a next level thing to like read your mind kind of shit like oh why aren't you playing spyro right now he also like it's, he there was a weird anti um piracy thing that he also implemented into it was like a code you had in the book yeah you had to have the manual to beat the game oh, oh uh, yeah. that was so it it's the back of the cd case That's you right. needed to yeah. get one of the one of the so the codex is what you use to call other characters, and you yeah. needed a codex number from the back of the CD case. Microsoft played that. <laughs> Bill Gates played that back in the in the nineties, and he's like, uh, "Hold my beer." <laughs> oh man, CD codes! You fucking kids have no idea. Oh man, uh, the shit that we had to deal with. Yeah, to just play a game. It's true, and how modern companies have to deal with the fucking fallout of it. Yeah, the fucking Rockstar Manhunt thing is still hilarious. Yeah, so Rockstar Games got caught recently. Um, they re-released Manhunt Two, but it was just an illegal, not even their own. They just downloaded a ROM off of itch.io and put it on a fucking on their on marketplace Steam. on Steam. Yeah. And but they didn't take the anti-piracy out of it. They had this code built into the game where it detected piracy, and it makes this part of the game where you can't beat it. So you have to now pay for Rockstar's re-release of a game, which is not even their own, and you can't beat it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So good uh, job, Rockstar. Yeah. There was- You're a $100 billion plus company because of microtransactions on GTA, but you can't even just like do a good... Which- like the Red Dead Redemption 1 remake. Yeah. Nothing special about it, but it's sixty dollars. It's literally just a port. Um, it depends on what you get it but on. They like do they? They made it so it would work on like modern TVs. That's it. 
No graphical changes. Oh, that's right. It didn't have widescreen, did it? I feel like they did the same thing and just grabbed a ROM off of FreeRoms.com. Oh, they probably and fucking did. Th- <laughs> threw it on the market Well, for here's the thing, bucks. though, is that you could... They actually sold physical discs for, like, the Xbox One, I know that much. Yeah. That worked on, like... the. It was a disc that worked on both the 360 and the Xbox One. Yeah. And it was, only, like, at Walmart, it was, like, 20 bucks. Interesting. Like, yeah, it was super cheap. But, like... I do want to take a moment to talk about Valve and how out of all of the companies over the last 30 years, how they have fucked people over, tried to exploit. Meanwhile, there's just Valve doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And Steam is awesome, by the way. Making an unbelievable amount of money. Yeah. Because they... It's like Epic Game Store. We're going to crush Valve. No. No, you're not. It's like, well, then it's like shit like Rockstar. We're not going to we're not going to put shit on Steam. Okay. Have fun with that. Oh, who's back? Oh, Rockstar. Yeah. They came crawling back. <laughs> Ubisoft, same thing. Oh, yeah. We're never we're never going to sell another game on Steam because we're not getting enough money. They came back. <laughs> meanwhile, Valve's over here. Ma- meanwhile, Valve's just over here sitting on their pile of money like, "All right. Okay, you're back. Whatever." Sure. And that's how they treat it. <laughs> you want to be on our platform? Fine. You don't? Give us the money. Fine. And that's it. Yeah. There's no beef. But they're reasonable. And then it's the too. users. The users will fucking shit on you. That's because very true. Because you, you fucked over your fan base. I think Valve knew what do they were doing. Do not do that. Though, because yeah, kind of like when uh, Blizzard was, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're creating Diablo Immortal. Only available on phones. Ugh, who the like- fuck cares? <laughs> also, can I talk about... Can we talk about mobile gaming for a minute? Sure. It's fucking horrible, every single aspect of it. <laughs> okay, so... That's why I don't have apps on my phone. Sorry, I, I, have, I have two pieces of beef to some degree. One, okay. uh, Final Fantasy Ever Crisis is actually a pretty decent game. It's, it's mobile, like... It's a mobile trash port, but... Yeah, it's a crack den, just like a mall. Right. Uh, it isn't optimized, and as you level, it fucks up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I uninstalled and reinstalled it, and it wipes your progress. Oh, no. To God fix the issue. Come on, Square Enix. So when I found out about that, I'm like, I can't get back the shit I put into the event, because there was an event during the first month where I got special unlock shit. That I could oh. not get back. Also, can we talk about that really quick? And Put it's, a pen it's in linked it. to an account. Can we talk about game, online game events? This is Limited no longer, time events. This is not the 90s anymore. Okay. On-demand content is the future and where it's at. And so having to be somewhere at a certain time for a certain piece of content should not exist anymore. Period. No. Time, re- time releases are, are something, it's, it's FOMO. It's designed to prey on FOMO. I know. I do like the, uh, how, well, how Baldur's Gate handled it, where it's like, oh yeah, you can, you know, you can buy the early release and you can still kind of play it. But then like once it's released, all right, now there's the regular and the deluxe edition. Everyone who got early release, it's you're automatically deluxe. Yeah. Which is just like, dude. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, um, there's, like that, that's how to do it. So No Man's Sky um, mm-hmm. does their event things really well. So they do release timed release content. Yeah. For hype. Sure. But then at any time past that, you can still go back and play those expeditions anyway. Hmm. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really matter. One of the, 
one of the things we talked about free. prior to starting was you, you brought up Fallout 76. Yeah. And I am an active player. Like, I play during the seasons now. Like, it's just what I do. Now, I did not play during the first... Quick question: Do you have three. to do you have to buy Fallout seventy six? Yes. Okay. It's still Stupid. it's still an initial purchase. Those kind it's, of games need to be freeware. Period. But well, here's the thing: one, um, when you buy it, there's no monthly subscription. That's so, good. So there's no monthly subscription. All the updates are free. That's good. You can do the entire scoreboard without paying any money. So what are the microtransactions? All right. So I will get into that. Is that just cosmetics. Because I do remember that was a sort of a promise they so, made when the game was released. When the game was released, they promised that the only microtransactions would be cosmetic. Yes. And not have a game impact. And they held to that for a very long time. Did that change? Until they released the mega update, the One Wasteland update. Okay. Now, the One Wasteland update was when they shifted focus in the game, when they added NPCs back to it, like people. Interesting. And they added the storylines that... There's story they, in the game? Oh, yeah. There's there's two, actually, now. Oh, I thought it was just, like, get together and battle other factions. No. No, no, no. The servers aren't that big. The servers hold, at most, 50 players. Okay. So then why the fuck does it have to be online? Eh, that's doesn't. what I never understood so, about Fallout 76. That's the thing with Fallout 76. Well, well, so what is this game? Like, it, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? What people want it to, wanted it to be versus what it is is not... It, that's the reason why it, like, it fell on its face so hard. Uh, was that they're like, oh yeah, no, you'll build your camp and then that'll be fine because then other people will interact with it. And the thing is, is that like when your server cap stops at like 28, the map is too big. And the maps oh. can't support more players than that. Got uh, it. I think it. I think it's actually thirty-two is the standard cap. But you can have your friends join the server that you're on. Yeah, and I think they can push it up to like sixty-four. Okay, so the server can like push all the way up to sixty-four. When they released One Wasteland, they added a couple of different features. Uh, the first was the scoreboard, which is the um, tokenized. Like, this is our battle pass system. Okay. And I still don't understand battle passes, but we'll okay, get Okay, so what battle minute. passes are is that you log in every day to get free shit. And oh then you God. progress. Cracked in. And then, yeah, it's the cracked in aspect where it's like, and then you earn points to, like, I can tell you about Fallout 76s yeah. and what the current method is. Because the old method used to be you spent premium currency to rank up. But you got yeah, premium Call cur- of Duty, you fuckers. But Sorry. you got premium currency when you did it. <laughs> Before battle passes, they, I remember they were... They only did them. that the first pass. Okay. After that, they invented what they called the scoreboard, which right. players have colloquially now called the chore board. The chore board. <laughs> because what it is is that you have weekly objectives and daily objectives. Okay. And you get a certain amount of score for completing these. And that ranks you up and like the first level is like you need a thousand score. Then the next one you need a thousand twenty five, thousand hmm. fifty, thousand seventy five, all the way up to one hundred. When you get to one hundred, it begins to loop on a ten like a ten reward basis. So you can still earn score during the thing and get extra free shit, including premium currency. Hmm. So you get free premium currency to buy shit. You also get anything that is exclusive 
to that battle pass season. The seasons last anywhere from 8 to 15 weeks, depending on Bethesda's development cycle. Yeah. The next one probably ends in December because they're going to release Atlantic City, which like is the first map. map. Yeah. Or are they adding on to the content? Because they added what they called expeditions like three updates ago. Okay. Where you could go to the pit from Fallout 3 and do shit in the pit. So it was a revamped version. It was a revamped version of that map. And basically it sucked because you had to do like all these daily quests to charge a battery to do it once. Oh my God. And it it fucking sucked. And then two updates ago, they're like, no, you don't need the battery anymore. You can just go whenever you want because no one. What a fucking mess. Because they no one. Well, the thing was, is they're trying to find what works and what doesn't. I get it. And when it doesn't work and the player feedback gives them that, they say, fuck it, we'll change it. So what you're saying is Fallout 76 is Bethesda's market research platform. It really is. But <laughs> what it. The so biggest, then how did they fuck up Starfield so bad? Because Starfield was in development <laughs> before Fallout 76. Dude, that's Fallout the problem. Fallout 76's development cycle was like six months. Well, here's the thing about Starfield. It's built like an MMO, but it's not online whatsoever. Yet. So, like, there's a huge base building concept in the game mm-hmm. but that has no purpose at all whatsoever. Yet. See, I've learned... So, it's kind of like Eve. Yeah, I've yeah. learned a long time ago that the way these companies are doing things now is they release something that is so bare bones that they can tack on whatever they want. Oh, make it and then they'll make us forget that we hated it. Yeah. And that's what they did with Fallout I think 76. CD Projekt Red accidentally started that with Cyberpunk, by the way. No. It this goes or was that before that this goes this is just back getting ridiculous further than that like Fallout seventy six and No Man's Sky That's, that was pretty, yeah No Man's Sky probably started like all they of this. promised a shit ton of stuff yeah. and it was not ready to be fair and to be fair they have delivered on every promise to they be made. fair it started out with like six dudes yeah and they they were not they were not hyping a sixty dollar game no they were hyping a twenty dollar indie project yeah. And then a publisher got a hold of them and fucked them hard. They did really bad. But now, like I said, they're doing it so right. Because every, at least every year, they release a new expedition. Yeah, they're constantly doing It's a doing fully fledged extra campaign within the game. And that that's... They encourage you to, they make it so you pretty much have to have friends co-op online. Yeah. Um, because it's really hard otherwise. Yeah. And it, like, it lasts quite a long time. And you get really awesome exclusive um, like cosmetics. It's really all you yeah. get. But... It's just fun. Yeah, I can... Just pure fun for free. No I, cost whatsoever at all. I can do an entire episode on the history of Fallout 76. Yeah. And how they've it, broken just about... Skate online? Was yes. That a, oh, it, yeah, it, you can, it, you it can play with friends. Yeah. It, Co-op? Yeah. That's, cool. Honestly, I think that's the only way to play it. Because you can, you can be Shadow Wizard. Sounds like it would game. be more fun that way since it's like, you know... You can be... Kind a, of based on a tabletop. You RPG. can be a legit like D&D party filled with chaos gremlins. Yeah. I feel like that's how they would probably design that. Since Ch- it's a chaos gremlins game. that carry three boxes with right. you, because then you can lay the boxes on top of each other and gain the height advantage. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking stupid and I love it. It's not for me. I've decided that like, it's pretty. I think it's an amazing game. It's a brilliant project. I'm not buying it because I'm not going to play it. It's, yeah. it's it, not for me. For me, it's an amazing game. I have, 
trouble actually trying to get through it because I'm constantly feeling the need to be like, well, how does things change if I come at it from this direction instead uh, of this one? And it's yeah, just like the tactical I, I aspect need, of D&D begins to actually mess with it. Yeah. Well, like not like just tactical combat. Like there's actual like dialogue changes depending on who you enter oh, yeah. first. And then it's just mm. like I need to just shut that down and just go. Yeah. And see what happens. Oh, it's kind of like I'm so, I'm so used to being in like Mass Effect or uh, Dragon Age, where it's like there definitely feels like, especially if you're wanting a certain outcome for you know characters mm-hmm. that you need to have you you need to These make sure things. you collect or you need to make sure you like have choose the correct dialogue options and mm. have and like make sure you do this in a specific way in order to you know make sure it turns out the way you want to as opposed. to I don't know if that's a thing that's... No, I, I, is, yeah. I think but it is actually a little yeah. bit in Baldur's Gate, but it, a lot of it is very subtly done, which is yeah. just a so, testament to how amazing it is. So you have that like fear of missing out thing, kind of like when, you're yes. at, when you go to a new restaurant and everything sounds good, so you have anxiety about picking anything, but yeah. you can't I just think, order at the whole menu. <laughs> <laughs> I think You're not a, Gordon Ramsay to yeah, order yeah. the whole menu to taste I, everything. I think that's a yeah. big problem it, in current... Like, that's the problem with Starfield. That is a big problem in Starfield. Starfield is meant to be a 100-hour game. Yeah. And that was, like, a selling point on it. And the problem is is that now the fan base they're trying to target that to does not have 100 hours to invest in it. No. Because, one, there are so many games as a service now that it's like, oh, this will take an hour of my day. Also, if they wanted wanted you to invest 100 hours in it, they shouldn't have made a 20-hour campaign. Yeah. No, it's... Fucking idiots. And what somebody said is, like, the thing is is that, like, Everything that you do in excess of the main campaign story has no bearing on the main campaign. Right. And that is the problem with it. It's true. It's just side bullshit. It's just completely, it's just, it's so bad. It's padding. It's so bad. It's padding to make the game longer. There are are certain things that happen in the game that are very intriguing and I liked. Yeah. Just, but that's it. That's all it offered. Overall, as a whole, as a game, Mm -hmm. it's so disappointing and flat. Yeah, there's not a lot of ups and downs. There's not a lot of emotional attachment. Some of the I will give them this though, mm-hmm. the side content, each side quest, can be its own game. Yeah, it not in terms of length, like, but in terms of the story. Some of, of the, the side like quest. some of the fun stuff that I've seen. Just it's the random shit that's in the game. Yeah, that makes it fun. Which is it's the reason why Skyrim's fun is because it's that's about the random kind shit. of the same thing, but yeah. it has a good story and mo- and the side quests kind of matter a little bit. Yeah. Um, Starfield's world building where, is just, uh, whereas fallout 76 is just race to get the power to launch nukes. Yeah. And once you have that, I really feel like they should have just did fallout five. It, well, they are and made it's, a good story. And you this, know what I mean? so, Again, with the history of it, there's so much stuff that just goes into like the the studio that they had working on it and what they were working on, and they kind of just put a Fallout skin on it. Yeah, because they acquired a studio that was working on a multiplayer oh. cry like Cry Engine game. Oh yeah, and they had no idea how to program in oh. in the Gek, so they took what they had and ported almost the entire control scheme from Fallout 4, bugs and all, oh, no. into their game, and then they basically had a big-ass map. They tacked on the base-building aspect of it, 
they didn't have NPCs because they did not have time to program a storyline. So everything was done through fucking hollow tapes. Like that was like people were disappointed where it's like, no players will be the people you interact with. Well, one, there oh, was yeah. no, there was no player vending. Yeah. Like there was no, if you wanted to sell something, you had to find people face to face and then make sure they didn't want to shoot you until they finally added a pacifist mode where even if they shoot you, they can't kill you. <laughs> Because the original way their system worked was if someone shot at you and hit you and you shot back, that initiated combat. Oh, I see. So, but before you shot them, they w- you would take less damage. Like I significant. So it they was can like still, 95% less damage. They can damage. still tank your fucking health bar. Yeah, so they can you know fire mini nukes at you and knock like 25% off. But what would happen is they would shoot you and jump in front of you when you were shooting at something. Oh. And then jump out of the way to and a, kill you. Griefers are going to grief, though. Yeah, and so you they can't took ever out, get around that once on they MMO. managed to get around the griefing aspect yeah. of it. The game started to improve, and then the trolls left because they couldn't. They were not having fun. They're going to go where the bait, the troll bait is. So it all started like with the microtransaction part of it. Is you could always buy atoms to buy the customizable shit. Uh. And they were like, and it was literally was it, was like, it, is it just cosmetic or is it pay to play now? Or pay it to win? It's not pay to win. Good. But there are a lot of what you would consider quality of life upgrades that you pay for. So they invented the first two items were the scrap kit and the repair kit. And because it has a degrading weapon system, like the more you use a gun, the more it'll break. And if it breaks, you got to take it to a workbench to fix it. It's easy enough to fix. You can use in-game items for it. However, they invented a repair kit which allows you to just instantly repair something to 100 or if you have an improved repair kit which you got from boss drops which is not something you could buy mm. you only got them from boss drops it repairs it to 130 percent how many uses is that one and it fixes your weapon though but there are perks you can get in the game that reduce weapon like the damage condition of your weapon like it's blah, just blah, such blah. a it's frustrating part- system in games it, yes the whole degrading weapon, weapon thing degrading in some weapon. games it is wonderful part of the game like in project zomboid it makes fucking sense yeah and in this it kind of does but like too. in big games like that it's like you just it's just frustrating and then the other thing they added was the scrap kit and what the scrap did what the scrap kit does is that it takes all the junk in your inventory breaks it down into base components so it reduces weight that's so good. but again that's something that you buy and you can get for free yeah. from doing shit and then they added Fallout first, which is the subscription plan. And when they added that, they made it so you could have a private server where you don't have to deal with fucking griefers. It's like 13 bucks a month. But they added something called the scrap box. And what the scrap box is, is an unlimited inventory for shit. Like, <laughs> for your, the stuff that you would randomly pick up, yeah. turn into scrap to make things out of. It's an unlimited inventory that you can store all of your stuff in. And then your main inventory, which is limited, and it was originally 400 weight. Jeez. It is now 12. Nice. Which is significant because immediately the first thing they did was they moved it from four to six. And then they doubled it again when they did One Wasteland. They need to be careful because what they're going to do is set a precedent for video game companies to go, you want a bag of holding? It, you pay extra. It, it was kind of exactly like that. <laughs> now, here's the thing. The scrap kit, like the scrap box, fine. 
the number, the second thing that most people have to carry around, ammo has weight. Oh God, no! It's the fucking fusion cores. They weigh three at least in Starfield, the ammo doesn't weigh anything. Yeah, it, well, that's the thing. That's a single player game. I know, but I'm this just is saying. <laughs> this is to limit your thing. But then there are perks you can take that like reduce the weight of ammo by ninety percent. I will point out we are over an hour. Oh, oh I know. It is, okay. Like I One said, I, I can talk significantly about this, but they've added yeah. so much shit to the game. Like in the microtransaction areas, like the lunch boxes give you bonus experience. What the fuck? That you, so you can, you can improve your quality of life a yes, little bit with but everything. In, but most of the items you get in the game, shouldn't that just be they're part on the of scoreboard? The they're on the scoreboard that you get for free as you play through. Okay. As you do it. So you get free premium shit. That's good. And you get exclusive content well, if you play during. A particular um, season. So I just, before we close out, since we're over time here, yeah. I just want to I want to point out one really good quality of life improvement that Cyberpunk did, and I hope a lot more games do this in the future. So there's a lot of written lore in the world. Oh, yeah. CD Projekt Red loves their written lore. Just scattered about the world. Well, in the newest update, what they did was take any collected written lore and compiled it under the mission log... Ooh. As which ones are relevant to those missions. That's nice. Hmm. I've never seen a game do that. Maybe the other games probably have. But it just makes it so convenient to find that. Instead of going through your inventory, trying to figure out which ones are relevant. I've, I've always enjoyed the that concept cool. of a codex. Where if yeah. you found a piece of written lore, it's just added to a codex so you don't have to go find that piece of lore again. Yeah. And you can just look it up. Well, this, just, this update just puts it in kind of a chronological order in a sense. And That's tie, nice. Ties it to its relevant mission that that's actually or side really quest cool. that's really cool like that's that's pretty fucking awesome because it yeah. actually has there some of the written stuff is actually important in the game it helps you like oh there's the a context. fucking another way into the building so if my character isn't a hacking build or whatever right oh this tells me i can go to so it'll pin it to that mission oh by the way you remember you found that hint yeah that's super cool. That that is something that is very important. I want more games to do just that specific quality of life improvement when there's a lot of written lore in the world. Because I don't mind the written lore stuff, but when it's just kind of randomly scattered into your inventory, yeah, I never look at it again. It's like the books in Skyrim. Yeah. They contain a lot of interesting stuff, but you have to crack it open to read it. Yeah. And if you can't read the font, you're fucked. Anyway, so uh, we forgot to do yeah, intros again. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Randy. So here we go. The end of the episode, I'm Brady. I'm Scott. We're people. And this is a we podcast. We forget to introduce ourselves every time we do something. <laughs> this is I the Show podcast. I was totally ready to introduce one. myself too, and then I it was just up. like, "Nope, we're going in." I and now up. we're an hour and eight minutes, hour and yeah. ten minutes in. I'm just, sorry, I love it. Uh, um, y'all know how the internet works. We got a link tree in the description. You can follow that to join the Discord. Uh, our X account. Do, uh, does millennials and Zoomers even use social media anymore? Oh yeah, they do. Or do we just watch TikTok now? I think it's literally just Discord. Okay. And maybe TikTok. So, we do have a TikTok page that we do not update. That was. I that don't was, even know if I put it in the link tree at this point. Uh, it's so. possible it is not. We are typical millennials, as you can tell. Yeah, we, we don't have the time nor budget. You want us to do that? Give us some money. Exactly. That brings me to my next thing. We still, I believe, have a buymeacoffee.com slash I the show. Yep. Yep. That's on the buy me a coffee is still in the so, link tree. If you want to crowdfund us a little bit, uh, yeah. I promise Whenever the show you can. will improve if you do. Everything, everything you do. Just like these video game companies, we've been talking about this entire episode. Um, we require money, and then we'll make it better. We are very <laughs> pro-consumer. We're yeah. just gonna put, I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if yeah, we had the we money. We like consuming money, so give it yeah. to us. So, On that note, um, bye. 
Bye. This was I the Show. Thanks for listening. You know how the internet works, but if you don't, check out our link tree in the description. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Insta, China.